Hey, and welcome to our 37th class on the Christian basics, or for my Lutheran teenagers out there, Confirmation. Every week, we aim to bring you biblical content that will help you in your new or emerging walk with Christ. I'm Evan McClanahan. I'm the pastor at First Lutheran in Houston. And this week, we're looking at how Jesus goes toe-to-toe for you with the spiritual powers of this world. Let's roll. Well, this is the third of a three-part series on kind of some misconceptions about Jesus. It's sort of often assumed that Jesus is only a nice guy. Well, he was certainly more than just a nice guy, although he was definitely a nice guy, and Christians are also called to be nice people. But Jesus was also a fighter. He did not countenance evil. He was at war with all of the evil forces of the world. And that means if you seek to be a follower of Jesus, that you don't get to name what kinds of evil practices are good or acceptable to you. You also need to be at war with the evil in this world. See, one of the things that can happen, and I think has happened, is that as people sort of only focus on how good and gracious and merciful Jesus is, it isn't long before Jesus starts to approve of them in every way, that actually Jesus agrees with all of the things they think are important or good. Pretty soon we're calling ourselves Christians with a straight face while we're pursuing a life of sin, or while we're still believing that we are the one who gets to decide what is right and wrong. And that's because our view of Jesus is often simply too small. We never really leave the fourth grade Sunday school classroom. We never really leave the the only image of Jesus as being the one who seeks the lost sheep. And again, that is most certainly true. Jesus does seek sinners. In fact, we are all sinners, and I think Jesus is seeking all of us. So I'm perfectly fine saying that Jesus seeks sinners. But when Jesus finds the lost, he doesn't let them dictate the terms of their discipleship. He is Lord and Master. He determines the aspects of discipleship which we will follow. He determines what discipleship of Him will look like. And so I want to look at some of these texts that really highlight the way that Jesus is fighting against spiritual evils. Now, we've already talked again about the temptation of Jesus where he goes toe-to-toe with the devil himself, but there are many, many occasions in the New Testament uh, where there are exorcisms, where Jesus is casting out demons in his name. Really, it's interesting that as soon as Jesus' ministry began, the demons just sort of come out of the woodwork. And like especially in Mark's gospel, some of the very first things Jesus is doing is casting out demons. But maybe my favorite and maybe one of the more famous stories of Jesus casting out demons is recorded in several places, but in particular, I'm going to read from Luke 8. It's the story of Jesus casting out demons into a herd of pigs who immediately commit suicide. When a man possessed by demons saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. 
So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. There are actually people who look at that story and think that Jesus is practicing animal cruelty. No, that's not what it's about. It's the incredible fact that this man was possessed by so many demons that when Jesus cast them out, they literally went into an entire herd of pigs. And then those pigs committed suicide. You see, sin is real. Evil is real. Demons are real. Granted, I think someone who is demonically possessed is very rare and may even be impossible if a person is indwelt with the Holy Spirit, which is something we believe happens at baptism. The point is that what you see in the New Testament is that Jesus doesn't just look the other way when it comes to evil. He is fighting evil. And that's good, because make no mistake, the devil and the demons have you in their crosshairs in in all kinds of ways. You're going to constantly be battling temptation and hardship, and you're going to wonder if God exists and whether he cares about you. Well, actually, I think these stories of Jesus casting out demons are a tremendous gift to us, for they show us that Jesus really does care. Now, another way that we can tell that Jesus is into the spiritual warfare business is that he asks us, he calls us to lead holy lives. And of course, we think the ability to do so is a gift of the Spirit himself. And so again, the message of the church is often, as is rightly the case, that we're justified by grace through faith, apart from works of the law. You know, that's kind of our Lutheran motto, uh, and for good reason. It's straight from the Bible. Uh, But it's so deeply steeped in Christian language and, and preaching and such these days that it's almost like we forget about all the times that Jesus actually calls on us to resist evil. It's like we've turned Christianity into a religion where God just accepts us as we are instead of seeing Christ as one who does call us to a life of obedience. I'm going to offer a number of passages now, kind of one after the other, that I think really highlight the way that Jesus does call us to join with him in a battle against the spiritual evils of this world. Judge not that you be not judged. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye? But do not notice the log that is in your own eye. Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. What comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, 
but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? Of course it is true that we are all sinners and we all rather desperately need the grace of God. I only want to point out that upon the reception of that grace that we are called to a life of obedience as well. Thanks be to God, Jesus, just like with the giving of his grace, has also graced us with going before us in the fighting of true evil in the world. Thanks for joining me this week. Next week, we are going to be looking at the parables. We're going to start a two-week series on the parables of Jesus, some of his certainly most interesting and provocative teaching. For now, you can subscribe to this channel, of course. I'd appreciate that. You can email me, christianbasicsclass at gmail.com. You can get any of the worksheets for any of these videos at our church website, flhouston.org. And until next time, take care.